podcast where once a week we argue that old chestnut, which is better, X or Y. Also, a chestnut appreciation podcast. I'm Tyler, your host and the pistol shrimp of this podcast. Uh, I'm Jordan, your co-host, and I am the, uh, man, I was going to use pistol shrimp too. Uh... (laughs) Of course I think you were. That's the first time. <laughs> of course you were. I even had a tagline too. I was gonna say I'm the pistol shrimp because I'm gonna blow you guys away. <laughs> it's the greatest of undersea creatures. What, what guess, other crustacean? I guess I'm the moray. I'm the moray eel of this podcast. Uh, I like morose eel after, after losing the pistol shrimp. Yeah. Uh, I'm Kevin, your overhost, and I'm the Titanic of this podcast. Yeah, I, I had to think fast, and that was all I got for you. Well, that's because uh, we're all going down shrimp. with that ship, so. <laughs> Is that too soon? No, that's a pistol shrimp joke that you just pulled out there. That's totally something a pistol shrimp would say. Yeah, I mean, come on. Uh, so, here on Ninjas vs. Podcast, we argue versus and would-you-rather questions submitted by you, the listener. Questions you've emailed in, sent to our form spring, or our other media sources. And so, without further ado, why don't we dig right into the first question of the show. Our first question comes to us from Anonymous on the old form spring, who would like to know, would you rather be covered in a fine film of goo at all times, or constantly have a lingering rotting smell go constantly covered in a in a film of goo because i love the cinema and i would love to to have a, a a reel of a film covering me at all times especially if the film's title was goo uh kevin i i don't think we're thinking about the same goo this person's referring more like a mucous membrane Uh-oh. i believe that kind Uh-oh. of thing. and not Oh. Not the technical reference that you made that no one got. No, I got oh, it. I got well, it. Funny. <laughs> thank, thank you, Jordan, and one other person out there. Well, for... I think I think I know where Tyler is going to go with this. I think his his longstanding oh, yeah. podcast opinion of not liking things on him is going to lead him to choose the funk. Is that correct, Tyler? I, you know, we got the funk. Give up the funk. <laughs> But, um, well, that's the thing. You have to well, give it up. I don't know. Give it I up. am, I am, I am a very outspoken, uh, opposer of anything on anything. Uh, I hate <laughs> it when things are on me. And I just, the idea of having that, that, like, that stickiness and, you know, getting, like, all kinds of dust and sand and dirt particles all over you. Hold on, hold is, on pretty is pretty unpleasant no it's on the foot it's who on said the film. who said it's sticky it sounds like it's more of a lubricant which mm-hmm. would allow you to you're, you're thinking what if what if it let you slide on things when i hear goo i think ectoplasm when i hear goo so... i think slippery like banana peel that's gooey too i'm thinking man what if my feet have goo on them i can slide to work instead of walk oh, i can i can give up best. walking especially if your work is downhill guess what your commute just turned into 30 seconds, no matter how wow. far away you live. You could be like, hey, I'm a speed skater, and I don't even need ice. 
I don't need. I don't even need to eat eat Subway Apollo Ono. I have yeah, goo on my feet. Um, that is a that is an excellent point. Um, plus, it, you wouldn't be getting dirt on you. You would be getting dirt on the goo outside of you. You would be impervious to all elements. Rain, that's gonna slide right off you. Snow, it'll probably stick on for a few moments. So you can you know identify each unique flake, and then it's gonna melt. That, I bet that goo protects you from diseases too. I probably did. you're like you are gonna be like the bubble boy. You're gonna be invincible. Th- that's exactly what the bubble boy was. He was invincible. He <laughs> yeah. was immune to every single <laughs> disease. Exactly. As long as that's, he was in the bubble. Okay. The strongest bubble in the world. Which scenario are the you gonna be more impoppable bubble? <laughs> Which scenario um, are you gonna well, be more likely to meet the president? Being super stinky so that nobody wants to hang out with you, or being covered in an invincible layer of goo. Well, they didn't say that you're super stinky. No, I said that you had a lingering rotting odor. Rotting is stinky. Rotting Here, well, is here's never my good. Lo- here's my logic. With the goo, you are going to be having that pit stain sensation, except all over your body, twenty four seven. People are going to look at you, and they are going to visibly, tangibly know that there is something wrong with this dude yeah but and that that greasy hair and greasy face you have when you wake up first thing in the morning that's that's gonna follow you for the rest of your but days. you'll probably whereas, smell clean whereas you'll probably smell clean. whereas people have been you will smell like a pit other stain, things Tyler. for smells since the beginning of time you can just lather on a whole bunch of that old spice axe body spray mm. it's, not gonna, it. it's not gonna do it it's not gonna do it it it's not going to do it all the way, but you're still going to be able to just be like, oh, man, sorry. I, they recently moved uh, it lingers. A, a butcher's yeah. refuse pile next to my No, house. but that's going to be the problem. If you try to cover it up, that's even worse. Because you know that guy who you, you sort of smell the vestiges of Irish Spring, but then the rest of his BO is just overpowering you? And then it destroys the goodness that came from that, that good smell. You're like, oh. Now I can never smell Irish Spring without thinking of, you know, moist yeah, homeless man. It's like this is an like, Irish just, Spring. This is New Jersey Spring. Yeah, which is disgusting, and and that's the thing. Jersey. Like I, I've I've witnessed the you know the the way that that an odor can affect, you know, if you jump on the subway car and you're like in in New York City and it's all empty and you're like this is the best I'm gonna get a seat and then whoops oh wait it's a horrible odor that you have to sit through. For an entire stop now, because you made a terrible, terrible error about smells. So good luck living with that choice for the rest of your life. Nobody's gonna want to be on any sort of public transportation with you. Once again, the president's not gonna want to ride a bus with you. But Kevin, there, no one's there's, a, but no one's ever going to want to touch you. No one's going to be able to touch yeah, you. Yeah, that's the problem. Hugs are out of the question. The only problem you with just, the... you would just slip right out. The only problem with the gooness is, I mean, you you might get a chance to to meet the president, but shaking hands with the president is probably going to be an awkward ordeal. Uh, it's going to make all your business ventures more difficult because you can't make any handshake deals. I mean, that's the best. That's that's you you have you have infinite plausible deniability. Like, oh, sorry, oh, I never true. shook on that. Uh, I guess true. I can just jump out of my mortgage debt. You know, that does that does hold free. up in a court of law, right? It of course it does. Handshakes are legally binding, and non-handshakes are also non-legally binding. So, 
<laughs> you you're invi- you're legally invincible. You're invincible from all disease and all elements. You will and you, you will be the super- you will be the Ubermensch. Okay, that's what you will be. And this is what Nietzsche was talking another about. Another thing that we all want to aspire to <laughs> is to be that delicious, sweet smelling Ubermensch. Not like that gross, dirty old man smell that you're gonna have. And the only downside but is you, see, you will you have, have to change goo, your bed sheets. Yeah, you that goo. You're going to you're gonna gather up things on it, and that's gonna start to smell anyway. Oh, hold on, hold on, Tyler. No one said we couldn't wash off the goo and grow a fresh coat of goo. Yeah, that's you oh, can regoo. Disgusting. Just regoo, man. Yeah, I I keep my goo fresh. Yeah, you're going to have the most long suffering wife in the world. If you have a wife. But then again, that's the same with the smell. Like, it's... How many times are you going to borrow a pen and give it back and that person's just going to grimace? Because now they've they've got, like, oils and oozes. Yeah, but your funk, over their, your their funk is transferable, too. Guess I, I what? Don't, that pen's going to be smelly forever. I don't see why a purple McDonald's character is giving me pens. <laughs> That's, yeah, that's his entire purpose. It, it's going to be much he, more he likely hangs, to be the He hangs part. around in the McDonald's and gets people to sign waivers. Uh, <laughs> you want to shake on it? Give me, give you me all your fries. Nobody's going to want to eat. Nobody's going to want to eat at McDonald's with you smelling that funky, man. Exactly. No, McDonald's is the one place where you're going to be able to get away with it. Uh, <laughs> McDonald's is your refuge, your that, safe haven. That and White your Castle. Sanctuary. That and White Castle will be your bastions. Like, oh, I fit in so well here. Good. Um, I I just yeah I I think the the goo will be an inconvenience to you. The funk will be an inconvenience to mankind. They'll have to shoot you into space, and even then, you're gonna make space smell disgusting. In space, no one can I hear you. you scream, can't always wear but gloves. They can't smell you. Yeah, everyone can smell you scream because your breath is disgusting. And and not only that, it smells like rotting. Do you want to be a constant reminder of the death of all living things to people? Like, oh, here comes old Tyler. He smells like death. Oh, wait, that reminds me that everyone's going to die someday. Even my beloved, you know, something. You're basically the bring out your dead guy from Monty Python. Yeah, except you're not I'm pretty sure I do that already. (laughs) I'm pretty sure that's the purpose of this podcast. Remind everybody of their mortality. Hey, one hour less, everyone. Hey, you! You, you, you have spent that hour wisely. Do we have a final verdict? We, you chose uh, I, wisely. I am. I am far, far too OCD to be able to to handle this this whole ooze debacle. I I would much rather lie about things for the rest of my di- life or continually blame things on on a dog than have to put up with that. You know, although I don't know how you should really blame it on the dog. Like, oh, sorry, I had a dog. I, he got in the walls. I think think he died somewhere. So, yep, and he's rotting. Oh, good. Well, Tyler, you also brought up a. You didn't bring it up, but you mentioned Ooze, and that immediately made me think of Ivan Ooze, the villain from uh, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, the movie, who was also, you know, he lived a life covered in ooze. I think it worked out pretty well for him. So I'm also going to go with. Him. I'm going to go with the goo. Yeah, plus the... Although, uh, although, if this ooze is the ooze that will transform Pet Shop Turtles into 
teenage mutant fighting machines, then I will I will commit to that and harvest it and be all the merrier. Well, that's no, the thing is... you you don't know you don't you don't know what the capabilities of the ooze are. This is but, the ooze uh... that transforms pet shop boys into beastie boys. <laughs> girls, you're thinking all of the I ooze really that transforms. Girls, 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 uh... girls, girls. girls, girls. <laughs> I'm not even gonna make my joke. Uh, <laughs> what? Because I was too busy reciting l- l- incorrect lyrics to a terrible song. Kevin, because, because you had so many better things to say. Kevin, final vote. <laughs> I'm going with the goo because I'm gonna meet the president. Goo me up, man. And how we arrived at at the goo leading to inevitable presidential. <laughs> Forrest Gump type situation. Uh, I I will never know. I don't know. I think it was a satisfactory answer. So anonymous, you got it, man. Yes, we. This this is all you can expect, anonymous. <laughs> wait, I, wait, wait, I wait. hope that was this the the internet group anonymous that asked asked us this question. The entire group. I hope so. I know you have a lot of concerns, anonymous. I know you've been getting pretty greasy down in those basements. But it's gonna it's gonna pay off. It's gonna pay off. Keep the ooze, lose the smell. So, anonymous, thank you very much. Up next, we have a question from Eric Tribio, who would like to know: Cookie Monster versus Pac Man. Go. Well, the problem is that the Cookie Monster no longer exists. He is the Veggie Monster now, if I'm not mistaken. He has been. I'm- Fairly yes. sure that's an urban myth. I I will look it up right now. I will do it. You see, the the cookie monster, what does he do? Eat cookies. He is completely self-serving. Whereas Pac-Man is ridding the world of ghosts. Oh, hold on, isn't he is Pac-Man on a constant, also constant vigil? Isn't Pac-Man also eating cookies? No, oh, he's just munching pills in a no. dark neon munching room. pills. So, oh gosh, music. that's even worse. Oh my gosh, <laughs> no. Hey, did you guys know that Cookie Monster has been touting the importance of healthy eating and having a balanced diet as far back as the 1970s? And so far as he enjoys a variety well, of cookies. It's true. It's true. So, uh, I was also incorrect, by the way. That was actually the number one Cookie Monster related urban myth. And possibly, I hope the only one, except for the the myth about Cookie Monster. Actually. Because it is most certainly an urban myth. Uh, down down on down on the Sesame Street, That's there are right. so many rumors well, going around that, that that and the Mad Men who escaped the asylum and live in the sewers. Well, the other big Cookie Monster myth was that he was a sniper in Vietnam. That also is not true. He was an infantryman. Yeah, that's completely false. Yeah, but he so does have street he, uh, smarts. You're thinking of Oscar the Grouch. Oh, Cookie Monster, or, too. I mean, hold they on. They were in Vietnam together, Kevin. Oh, that's true. Good point. They had two completely different responses. Cookie Monster re- resorted to cookie abuse, and Oscar just became a jerk. Or a grouch, <laughs> as it were. Well, how come they, yeah, how come they didn't update it to Oscar the jerk? for? To, anyway, this is getting far afield. But um, I will stand by the fact, though, that Cookie Monster, what does he do for society? He may talk a big talk about encouraging no, hold on. healthy eating habits, he but when it comes down to it, Pac-Man is the one who's out looking out for our safety. No, Cookie Munching Monster does ghosts. encourage healthy Willy eating and habits, Tyler. and Blinky and 
stinky. Tyler, he's eating all the cookies, preventing children from eating cookies. Mm, that's a good point. He is absorbing all the diabetes into himself. Um, yeah, but I don't that's know. That's like somebody going into a school and being like, I'm going to chain smoke here in front of you so you don't have to. <laughs> I, well, if, I will if buy that all person the goes ahead and uh, opens up everyone's locker and steals all their cigarettes, <laughs> then yeah, that sounds great. Um, I... I, that's that's that is the worst. Ah, uh, well, it's like found this it's like, pack of cigarettes in your locker, Johnny. So I'm gonna smoke them all right in front of you until I get sick. Then maybe you'll learn. It's like I the hamburger at McDonald's. He's stealing all the hamburgers to help. Leave it to Beaver. I want to hear you pitch that to the PTA. I'm gonna go in. I'm gonna smoke a bunch of cigarettes right next to your kids, and then they'll learn. You gotta tear um, off the filters first, though. But but again, I I think um, I think the Cookie Monster is encouraging not only unhealthy eating habits with all the cookies, but also messy eating habits. Half of those cookies end up on the floor, so that's well, a that's super. The rest un- wind up in his fur, and that's just unsafe. Exactly, and they mold and and crust uh, and develop colonies and ah, spores. I hate things. <laughs> but also, so it's very messy, but it's also wasteful. I mean. Uh, let's say, let's be real, uh, one-eighth of those cookies ends up in his mouth being digested. Uh, the rest end up on the floor uh, when they could have been feeding, you know, starving children, and they're not now because he wasted them all. Whereas Pac-Man uh, eats everything whole and also kills ghosts. And I think that's something that children need to that's see. True. Is that there's something He also has there. a well-balanced diet of dots cherries pretzels and keys right which every child should aspire towards eat these keys johnny this is gonna be make you big and strong give you lots of fiber and iron um yes no but uh also iron yes fiber i don't think so hey i'm just saying it's gonna keep you together keep you regular um also, Pac-Man has a wife, you know? He is, he's a much more balanced... That's true. Uh, you know, know, hold on, she's Ms. Pac-Man. He's a family man. No, she, well, she, she... Oh, gosh, did they get divorced? I don't know. I'm not sure how that oh works. But if and it I, was she, his wife, it would have to be Mrs., wouldn't it? Well, well, yeah, she was Mrs. Pac-Man back in the day, right? Or no, was it always Ms.? Was yeah. she always playing hard to get? Oh, shoot. Well, never mind. I was under... I was under the impression that she was a militant feminist who is trying to subvert the patriarchy by eating Pac-Man. Oh gosh, it's a race to see who. Oh, can this get is to the, this is a horrible. This this is a horrible uh, archetype for our children. No, please don't don't make make the battle of the sexes a violent eating game where somebody ends up dead. Because everyone does know that Ms. Pac-Man is vastly superior to the original Pac-Man. Is that true? Oh, it's got oh, more gosh. levels. It's got better balance. Could, could you could you cite some peer-reviewed sources on that? I just re- I appreciate uh, that. Harold Bloom uh, wrote a wonderful article called The Pac-Man of Many Faces. Called, <laughs> called um, Bloom, Bloom's Taxonomy of Pac-Man. <laughs> yeah, there was uh, a Pac-Man, the inventor of language uh <laughs> plenty of things out there uh the... waga 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 <laughs> said the bard 
That, that's true. I, I Well, I don't know. I just think... But the the Cookie Monster, as as we mentioned with Long John last episode, he can sing. He's got some pipes on him. Which I do believe he was voiced by Tom Waits. I'm fairly <laughs> sure that's... That's, that's gotta be right. right, yeah. That's probably... Oh, true. gosh. That's actually I, why Tom Waits' voice is so gravelly. It's just... His throat is coated in an inch-deep layer of cookie crumbs. Well, yeah, because it's not even digested. It's just straight-up crumbs. They're just... They they were never digested. They just sit there. Um, I Also, I am looking at the side of the Ms. Pac-Man um, uh, arcade game, and she looks like she is carousing uh, pretty, pretty uh, flauntingly with a ghost. And I don't think that's the type of message that we yeah, need to send Yeah, I think she's she's no. Kind of... Sometimes, sometimes a you know a confident woman, uh, men will find her her attractive and they will follow her. And you know, but it comes to a point where if they get too close, you have to devour them, <laughs> literally eat them whole, so that there's nothing left but their but, eyeballs will float back to their home. But but saying that saying um. G- girls, uh, sometimes what you need to do is you need to lead on a ghost to the point where he is enamored with you. Th- this is just going to end up a horrible reverse Patrick Swayze situation. Oh, that's a good point. But and, we're talking and, about Pac-Man here, not not Ms. Pac-Man. But again, I think I don't that's, think you that's can. That's true. I don't think you can divorce them because they were never married, so you can't do that. Um, <laughs> But well, um, hold on, if they were never married, same... how did she take his name? Maybe they're brother and sister. Ew, that's gross. Uh, it's, it's shady. I, I don't know. I well, the whole thing is confusing me now, and I I don't I don't want to pass <laughs> I don't want to pass confusion on to our our descendants. I'd like to note would, that the Wikipedia rather... for Pac Man uh, says that the, the Japanese direct Japanese translation of the ghosts is. Red guy, pink guy, blue guy, and slow guy. Here, wait. I will, <laughs> I will, I will validate that. Let me see. Uh, Akabe, Pinky, I... Aosuke, and Guzuta. Ninjas vs. Podcast, the only podcast where you can find Wikipedia fact-checking. <laughs> Not checking of the facts on Wikipedia, but checking to make sure that these are the facts on... We're constantly <laughs> updating Wikipedia's <laughs> errors while we are doing the show. Uh, yeah, no, that's totally. Uh, also, <laughs> that's totally their their names. Um, Akabe, Pinky, Aosuke, Guzuta. Gosh. Although, if we are to trust, if we are to trust the judgment of the the citizens of Sesame Street, which I did throughout my entire childhood. They all find the Cookie Monster worthy of of confidence and friendship, whereas Pac Man's more or less a loner. Yeah, and yeah, that's the thing true. about Cookie Monsters, it does not take a whole lot to make him happy. I mean, he says C is for Cookie. It's good enough for me. Like it is. Cookie is it good is enough. Well. It's teaching. It's teaching contentment. It really it is. is. That's true. It says it is well know, with Cookie Monsters' souls to have a cookie. I'm pretty sure that's exactly Whereas what Pac-Man Isaac Watts has is talking about. An insatiable hunger. Or not that only ends not, when he dies. Not Isaac Watts, Horatio Spafford. Get your get your authors <laughs> straight, Kevin. Um 
Ah, uh, gosh, yeah. I think I think at at that impressionable age, I think we need to impress upon children the black and white message that cookies are good, and even if you don't digest them all the time. Oh gosh, but what if that that could lead to choking? I don't know. Neither of them are good role models. It's, it's like, you could probably also choke on a ghost or, or a giant metallic. Oh gosh. Well, yeah, all that ectoplasm that you're going to choke on, you're going to become the goo man. Also, the pills which is good. Why do we want? Why do we want our children devouring pills? Yeah, we are over medicating. Listening children. to repetitive music in in neon lit rooms. Yeah, and the quarters. Oh, the quarters. Well, Jordan, do you have a final opinion? Yeah, I'm I'm signing with Cookie Monster. And Kevin just brought up a great last point. Cookie Monster's on public broadcasting. He's free. Uh, see, yeah. Pac-Man costs That's money. That's Pac-Man says, point. you can be like me. You just have to have a lot of money. So, Kevin, are you also going with the Cookie Monster? I'm going Cookie Monster as the lesser of two evils. I still think he encourages wasteful indigestion, but... He doesn't encourage uh, flirting with the supernatural and Japanese translation, which <laughs> and is difficult. I'll, I'm I'm always more than happy to support any of Tom Waits' side projects. <laughs> I think he's just a fantastic musician and poet. And you know, C is for Cookie is honestly an anthem for our generation. So, Eric, thank you so much for the question. Next time you have to choose between reliving your childhood viewing pleasures or wasting your dimes and quarters on that packing man, then go ahead and chill with the Cookie Monster. Oh, and, and let me go ahead and say, um, those those ghost names in Japanese do not literally translate to red guy, pink guy, blue guy, slow guy. So that's encouraging bad Japanese translation. So that's another reason what why. What do they literally Kevin is, to? Kevin is updating Wikipedia as we speak. I, I should be. Gosh, it's not pinky. The, the Japanese for pinky is just pinky. It's not pink guy. It's just pinky. It's literally just that. And so, yeah, I can't support that. That's terrible. As riveting as this is, we're going to move Trans on to our next question. Translations, as you wait, up to the moment. Oh, gosh. I get to do it so little. Ninjas vs. Podcast, a translation podcast. We love it. That's right. <laughs> Which up next, we have a question from Eric Anderson, who would like to know, high five versus fist pound. Go. I five. This is a good one. <laughs> this is good. I I. Hmm. All right. Well, can we start talking about David Putty? <laughs> always, always. That is always the right decision. Ah oh, man. Uh, excellent episode of Seinfeld. That was also the Twix bar episode, was it not, Kevin? Uh yes, yes, it was. Oh man. That alone is. Well. Strong support for the high five. Um, but I don't know though. Uh, well, one one disadvantage I will say of, of the fist bump is that it's people that use it because they don't want to shake your hand because they're germaphobes. So or you're covered in goo. Or you're <laughs> or you're covered in goo. Um, so you're you know you're 
you're enabling people's phobia by that. And I, I don't support that at all. I think if you're afraid... I am all about supporting phobias. I think phobias are here for a reason. I think we have an inalienable right to be afraid of everything. Inalienable and or inalienable? If, in, an inalienable... Right. So aliens inevitable be able to avoid anything we want to out of irrational fear. What about freedom, Tyler? You can't avoid freedom. Not with that attitude. Just... But you see, exactly as you were saying, one fist bump is a lot, lot more germ friendly. Or no, ant fist bump is a lot, lot more sanitary because you just got. You just got them knuckles rubbing up against each other, not those those uh, grease-developing hands. Also, high fives are downright dangerous. For every five people you high five, statistically, one of them is going to do that, that windmill haymaker high five. Oh, I love that. Hold on, that's the only way to high five. The next, I was just about the to... Next, the next week. Whereas with a fist bump, it's, it's seldom that you're going to find someone who gets so enthusiastic about a fist bump that they're, like, giving you bloody See, knuckles. That's exactly... Usually it's just a nice... It's a nice little... That's exactly the direction the I was going to go in, Tyler. That the fist pound says, "Oh, I'm cool," and I guess you know, we're just gonna fist pound. Exactly, the, the fist five. pound says, "I'm cool." The high five says, <laughs> "I'm an enthusiastic, exciting individual, and I am just overflowing yeah. with joy and energy." Yeah. and I would you like to. You can be cool, or you can be over enthusiastic. I would like no, to. No, see, that's the thing. You meet can't hands can... with yours, ten feet up in the air. Please jump up and join me. Yeah, you can't you can't convey joy by a fist bump. That's more like a okay. You, I acknowledge your existence. High five is jubilation, you know. And you can combine the high five with the chest bump to make it a chest bump high five. Which oh is wow! The greatest of all human contacts. Um, and like so so there's no other way you can express, uh, you know, when you just won the Cold War, you gotta high five that. Okay, there's the fist bump cannot suffice. Gorbachev tearing down that wall. Also, let's not forget. I'm the sorry. High five. I'm sorry that that most happy happy thing that I could think of was from 20 years ago. That was <laughs> that was not okay. That's the high terrible. five has so many wonderful variations too, because you can you can uh, you can go up and do that high five, and then you can go and catch him on the flip side. Oh, that's true. Although I will, I will say no. The flip side has officially become a low five. Yeah, but it doesn't rhyme if you if, call it the low. If we're being technical, you. I, but I think you can connect them. And I. But a point for a fist bump, though. I will say that you can transition from the fist bump straight into the blow up, which is amazing. That's true. The the blow up is great. One because you can say "blow me up, dog," and that's just the coolest thing ever. Hey, hey dog, blow me up. Blow me up, dog. Um, and there's so many varieties of the of the blow up. There's the running blow up where you run and then you blow up. There is the blow up where you blow up and then you simulate a, a little guy parachuting down who escaped the ex explosion. Um, there is blow up with fireworks where there are lesser and smaller blow ups that result as a uh, as a result of the initial blow up. I mean. The possibilities are, are almost literally endless. And Or you could do my favorite, which is 
form your hand into a pointed Doberman face and ask, where does the dog go? And then follow up with, to the pound. Oh. And then tri- triumphantly bump your knuckles against one another. To the pound. Mm. Can you can you put the mm in there? Yes, mm. I, I believe it's necessary. Okay. But then you're you're approaching jubilation at that point. I don't think you've got it. I I still don't think you can express as much yeah, joy as the high. The other thing but... is, you're you're shirking away from the potential of uh, the pain of a stinging high five when. I feel like that goes against our mm-hmm. our long-standing obedience to the rules of Roadhouse in that pain don't hurt, Tyler. <laughs> pain, that is true. Pain oh. oh god, how could I forget? Pain, pain don't hurt, Tyler. Uh it's kind of that's kind of a thing. That's so, true. You can't you can't hold that against high fives. Pain don't hurt. I can hold against high fives though that they're a lot harder to make contact 100% of the time. And that's what makes them so how satisfying. Many pe- how many people miss high fives or give you that awful half five? Whereas if you're pounding it, like, you've, you're you doing something real wrong if you're you're missing in that situation. Well, no, no, no. The There's missing of high fives target. is a crucial part of every bar-going experience because that's how you, that's how you know if somebody's had a, a bit too much to drink. You do the high five test. Yeah, recognized by police the world over. Yeah, no, they do. That's, that's... Pardon me, sir. Could you step out of your car and try and give me a high five? License, Whoa, registration, you and a high five, one. please. I'm going to have to take We're you. We're going to line up 20 officers. You have to walk down the line and high five each of them. Could you please while say. the alphabet backwards. Could you please recite the alphabet goggles. of high fives? A is for awesome. B is for best high five ever. C is for cool. D is for don't leave me hanging, dog. <laughs> I could go on and on, man. That's how you know I am not intoxicated, because I got the ABCs of high fives. That's true. That's very true. So that's a point for so high So it is fives. useful in that regard. Yeah. Geez. Whereas as people become intoxicated, I think they're they're more and more likely to bump the rock. Yeah. So it can also be a sign. If somebody's, you know, asking you to pound it every 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 three seconds, then and that's 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 a pretty good indication. Well, that plus something, something maybe up. What if you know there there could be some misunderstandings that result as uh you know from the request to pound it. Maybe you're in fourth grade and you asked one of your friends to pound it, and he thought you said pound me, and he beats you up, and then you go home with a bloody nose and your lunch money taken. There's really you, you can't you can't mistake the high five for anything. It is. It is. So well, you separate. could. Or you could. You could you're, mistake they it for go a and friendly they pound hello. Your good wave. friend Mitt Romney. Oh, hello. High five. <laughs> See, but that Romney. that would turn a, an ordinary day into an awesome day. Like, oh, I thought I was just gonna Getting wave you. Up. No, no, I thought I was just gonna wave you hello, and instead I got a high five for it. Bam! Positivity injected into my day. I don't know. I, no. I, that's. Yeah. If I got Speaking a high of sitcom morning, characters, uh, Barney Stinson from How I Met Your Mother, also a huge fan of the high five. So, As is Barney Rubble and Barney from uh, uh, Andy and Mayberry. So. And also uh, Don't, Basher so. from Ocean's Eleven, who uses the phrase Barney Rubble. Trouble. That's right. Oh, that's true. Trouble. Oh, uh, yeah. 
Um, well, let's Bobby see. Were, were, well, let's say were were there any high fives in Ocean's Eleven? I think yes. Were there any fist bumps? I don't think so. Um, I can't I remember. Well, and I just watched that movie. I think there's there's a high percentage with high fives that you're gonna look cool. You're gonna look like an over enthusiastic goob. But there's also a fair chance with with bump in the rock that you're gonna look like a tool. That people are just going to pick you out for the the bro that you really are. All right. Here's the thing. Um, the high five is featured in the 1960s French film Breathless. Uh, of this, was that, was that the fact? Just who could breathless. forget the, the the was the fist bump featured in that film? I don't think I, so. I I. I don't believe so, Kevin. Um, well, good. I think that's a very salient point. Oh, another thing. Um, Sa- how- hey, salient points are people. That's Yeah, <laughs> thank you. Um, how are you going to be a great grandpa without the up high, down low, too slow, high five maneuver? You can't do bump, bump me up high. Bump me down low. You bump too slow. That's how much words. easier and adorable is it when an infant can make that fist and bump the rock? I, I don't. Than it is for them to try and perform an elaborate routine for your amusement. No, I don't think. I would take it as a gesture of defiance, and I would say, "Baby, you're too young. You're too young to 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 rail against the world and Lady Fortune. Please don't." I I don't. I want to bring up the fact, but I don't want to. I don't want to get. I don't want to guess in the deep political grounds. We're we're open to all beliefs here on this podcast. But Barack Obama does <laughs> fist bump. What is what does Sly Stallone do? You point. you think? Uh, he would probably be of the uh, Jose Canseco, Mark McGuire uh, elbow bash. Oh, that's probably true. So he's out of this. You know, he's in a, he's in a whole different camp. Definitely out of the running. If you have the biceps for it, you got to do the elbow bash. I think you'll be very happy to know that Sly Stallone redirects to Sylvester Stallone automatically in Wikipedia. Thank you, <laughs> thank you for, thank you for whoever mapped that. Oh, good. Ninjas versus podcast, a Wikipedia podcast. <laughs> uh, we're gonna be talking. Ninjas versus podcast, explaining where things go when you search for them. Hey, did you know that this send actually... in your suggestions of things you want us to search on you uh send in your suggestions of things you want us to search on Google and see if they actually go to what we're looking for. <laughs> hey, you remember when you wanted us to search fruity pebbles? It actually goes to fruity pebbles. You can either buy the cereal or view its history in the American public eye. Well, guys, do we I I and I am unabashedly going to commit myself to bashing to bump in the rock 24 7 despite the staggeringly amazing variety of blow-ups i gotta go high five because sometimes nothing else will do and uh man i also have to go with the high five simply because as I mentioned at the very beginning, Patrick Warburton is tangentially uh, related to the High Five, and Patrick Warburton is also in Emperor's New Groove, which is a wonderful movie. Uh, <laughs> uh, he makes his own theme music. Movie. That is wonderful. <laughs> I love it. I need to rewatch a? that movie right now. 
Pacha? Wait, we need to finish this podcast. So, finish the podcast. Okay. Please. Eric Anderson, thank you so much. Next time, wait, what do we arrive at? Oh, also, can we point out the fact the best, the best is is when people go for a high five and a fist bump at the same time, and you have that the fist bump that just gets enclosed by a hand and everything. Paper beats rock. That's paper beats rock, baby. That's a great point. That's. With, there are so many more obnoxious things that people can do in response to an attempted bump than an attempted high five. Yeah. Although they can do like that goose thing. Uh, it's just in general, people. Why do you have the worst hands? <laughs> All right. So, Eric, next time you have to greet a coworker, superior, or loved one, go ahead and give them that high five. It's it's tried. It's true. And if it's they, gonna work they for you. Goose, then promptly disown them. <laughs> Up next, we have a question from a woman who is very near and dear to all of our hearts. Is it Lady Mama Liberty? Zimmerman. Oh, my mother. Oh, the, the the wonderful, wonderful woman who created this this one this third of this podcast before us. <laughs> Well, kind of one-sixth, though, right? Because she half, the old half chromosomes. I, all right, all right. If I'm just saying. Ninjas versus Podcast, a, a, a probability DNA. proportion podcast. A Punnett Square podcast. I'm, I'm just, I just want to be accurate, so, you know. Her question is, pigeons versus seagulls. Go. Which is oh, worse. Gosh. Which is worse. Because, of course, we all know that this is, there's no way to really pitch one as better than the other. No, they're they're both avian nuisances. Well, pigeons are gross. They're just Kevin, like... I feel like you're the, out of the three of us, you're the one with the most exposure to pigeons. Yes. Yeah! Like urban, urban McGee over yeah, here. Give us your thoughts outfitter. on pigeons, Kevin. Well, they're just, they're everywhere, and they're gross, and they poop on things. They're rough, and they're coarse, and they and get they everywhere. they get everywhere, just like, not like you, Natalie Portman. <laughs> um, no, they they really, and they're like, they're huge. Like, they are so large. And you're just like, how how did that occur? You eat better than I do, uh, you carrion bird. Um, probably because you eat dead stuff, and and I eat dead stuff only when it's cooked. You just take it right off the bone. Um, but yeah, I feel like pigeons pigeons inhibit my day a lot more than seagulls because I mean there are there are seagulls. We get both, you know. I mean seagulls hang out around the water, which I love the water, and I live near it. So, um, but but seagulls like pigeons will stand right next to you. And, like, they will get as close as possible to you at, like, basically inches out of kicking distance. So, you know, there's that's not an option. Um, seagulls will pretty much, like, they'll see you coming. So they're like, All right. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Um, but, uh, seagulls will be like, all right, yeah, uh, you know, Dominion and all that business. So I guess I'll see you later and I'll come back here and finish this half muffin. <laughs> Because um, all seagulls have read the book of Genesis and exactly like, understand we, man's we, dominion over nature. We know the playbook, all right? We got this. Pigeons somehow lost their way. I don't know where, but they had a council and were like, you know what? Screw this. We are going to take back this city 
cover it in our filthy leavings and gonna almost get kicked, but then not. And then kind of just just eat everything. And oh, is, did you did you drop a quarter? Maybe I'll eat that. Like oh, I, <laughs> and then there's one less pigeon. Gonna... Yeah. Um. So I feel like. And I like the noise that seagulls make a lot more than the noise that pigeons make. You don't seagulls like the coo? Me... No, oh, no, it's like... Cause it's saying, They're just trying to calm you down, man. When I come, I'm going to ruin your life and your commute because I'm in your way. That sounds so peaceful, though, Kevin. I believe they're trying to affirm you, actually. Yeah, they're like... They just, every time hey, one Kevin, sees you, it's you're like... You're so cool. <laughs> pretty cool. You have the coolest it comes, out, it comes out. My my crew comes out. Cruel. It's because you. I don't know why I instinctively put that R on it. Because your your pigeon is a podcast. An <laughs> a animal calling, calling podcast. Because uh, you your your right, pigeon well, is. Oh Spanish. man, I wonder if that's that a market on. that's been filled yet. <laughs> Kevin, Kevin. If there is a if there is a bird call podcast out there that wants to do some cross promoting, I. <laughs> totally be down with that shoot us an email uh but you see here's here's my here's my problem pigeons are they're yes they're annoying but they're just kind of they're they're part of the the trials and tribulations of living in the city like you got to deal with loud noises you got to deal with a lot of smells a lot of people and pigeons but, you know, it's like, okay, it's just between my being in my home and getting to my job. Whereas seagulls, you're going to the beach for some hard-earned leisure time. And they have the gall the to gall. be there and rain upon your parade with, with all manner of feathers and feces. Also, yeah, I mean, Kevin may be from the city. I live on the, the lovely, pristine shores of Lake Erie. <laughs> and, uh... And a bar on every corner, a corner on every bar. Yeah, <laughs> Lake Erie. And so I, I, I encounter significantly more seagulls. In fact, I don't think I've ever seen a pigeon in in the city of Erie. And uh, man, seagulls are—they're dumb. Like they're soups dumb. Like pigeons are at least smart enough to like, you know, like know how close they can get to you so they can steal food from you. Seagulls are just dumb like i mean we've all seen the movie finding nemo i hope that is an accurate representation of seagulls in that movie they are just soups dumb they they swarm in packs and they're always flying too i mean the thing about pigeons is they may be pooping on everything they're always swarming packs they're all over penny arcades Oh, can't God. get enough of those goodie bags. Uh, just snatching them up all over the place. Give me God. some swag, dog. I'm glad ten people will get that joke. Um, uh, I need some All I chains. wanted was a Borderlands 2 demo. Uh, right. But yeah, I mean, pigeons don't fly very often, unless they absolutely need to. They're very lazy. Very... Lazy's not the word. I mean, they're... they're no, very... lazy is the word. <laughs> and Maybe lazy fun. is the word. It is opportunistic. The word. Opportunistic well, may also be the word. Uh, conservative of energy may also be the word. Seagulls, on the other hand, they're, they're flying far everywhere. They're eating dead fish, and they're, because they're flying everywhere and not hopping around everywhere like pigeons are, you're infinitely more likely to get pooped on by seagulls than you are by pigeons, unless you're like standing right next to a building. I don't know. And while every once in a while, 
you may grab like a hot dog from a vendor. It's like picnicking on the beach is a regular occurrence. They're they're gonna they're gonna swoop right in and steal those goldfish out of your hand. But it's your own fault for eating live goldfish on your picnic. Well, it's your fault for for you know trying to enjoy the sea. Man was not meant to, you know. That's why the waves go in, spitting you back out. <laughs> that's why I, I'm I'm opposed to beaches. Point to pigeons. I have not been pooped on by a pigeon at Animal Disney's Animal Kingdom. I have been pooped on by a seagull at Disney's Animal Kingdom. So yeah, I will say exactly. I think the seagulls around Disney are trained to poop on you because the only place I've ever been pooped on by a seagull was at Disney Marketplace. So I think there might be a conspiracy here to unearth. Well, they just they've grown fat on the on the on the, the lives magic. Of cel- on the magic and the the economy of celebration, Florida. That's true. Do we want to see? The thing is, at least pigeons know their place, though. They kind of just stay in their cities. No. Whereas with seagulls, every once in a while you'll be in a Walmart parking lot and there's some swarm like digesting a, a child, <laughs> and you're like, "This is a breadbasket state. What are you doing here? There isn't water for miles." That's true. I do, but do we want to discuss Jonathan Livingston Seagull in conjunction with this at all? Oh, well, are there any good pigeon metaphors? Uh, there are. I haven't seen it. Uh, I'm I'm just coming up with albatross. I got I got no seagulls. Well, we need to we need to come to a vote so that we can move on to our last question. Jordan. Uh jeez. I'm going to go anti-seagull because in my own personal life, I encounter them more frequently. But that's uh, that reeks of bias. Um, nah, I'm no, going to stick with seagull. This... I got pooped on by a seagull. That, that, this that podcast would be me. nothing without bias. Kevin? I, I got to go anti-pigeon because I hate those things. And they they need to they need to get back to the back to the garden. Get back to that Genesis. Read what I'm doing in my life. And Their actual have... natural inhabitat uh, inhabitat is like caves, like cave cliff faces. Are you serious? Which is why they love buildings so much. They love cities because well, the buildings are they replicate sort of the the uh, environment, the cliff sides that they are used to. Well, they should get back to those cliffs because I hate them and they need to get away from me in the city. I just look. Just go to the other side of the street, okay? That's not that hard. You have wings. I don't. That's why I'm walking. And that's why they're fat, Kevin. <laughs> I will wholeheartedly commit to the anti-seagull stance because those guys, they're just, uh, I don't care if you're a seagull or a bagel, wherever you are, you're you're obnoxious, and I, I worked hard for this. Hold food on. Bagels are delicious with cream cheese. <laughs> So, Mama Z, thank you so much for your question and for your podcast host. And next time you have to commit a genocide against an entire race of birds, then just take out those seagulls. Our final question comes to us from Ben Nemeth, who would like to know, if you were stuck in a seat at a bus stop, would you rather be sitting next to a mother with a crying baby or 
someone chain smoking and blowing it in your direction. You have no access to headphones, a gas mask, or anything that will avoid either annoyance. Go. Um, I'm going to go chain smoker, specifically because I bet that baby's crying because his diaper is completely filled and possibly overflowing. And what if the mom's going to just like start changing that diaper right in front of you? You get that that diaper filled with Grey Poupon consistency poop, and it's just like the smell is going to be overpoweringly awful. Uh, and just the thought of it, the baby screaming, the Grey Poupon, <laughs> the whole situation. Maybe she's even like, here, can you hold on to this diaper while I put on a fresh one? Oh, man, I'm, I'm terrified at the very thought of it. I just, See, I want out. I, I think it's it's as likely or more likely that the baby was crying because he, he needs a cigarette. Um, and then then I'm either going to have to give him a cigarette or think listen to his really long and convoluted story how he wanted to stop at the 7-Eleven this morning, but he just couldn't get himself out of bed literally because he's a baby. Um, and Is it possible I... the baby's crying because of how ugly we look? That's impossible. We all have facial hair. That's beautiful. That's true. That's, that's... You went to tickle him under the chin and left uh, uh, just a line of goo. What were you thinking? Oh, <laughs> uh, no. But it was deliciously smelling. Um, no, I, I would rather... And, and it's super lame, but I would rather take the baby because I don't really want... Well, You're going to really take want... the baby? I will steal it because I... Kevin! Well, if the I baby's like, crying, it probably wants to get away from its mother. You're probably yeah. doing the baby a favor. Yeah, it's probably that mother is probably doing a crappy job. It's probably feeding it, feeding it like strained carrots and gross stuff. Uh, hello, here's a cinnamon bun for you, baby. You'll enjoy this much more. Um, but also, I, I I hate secondhand smoke. I don't I don't like it. I choose not to smoke, and I'd like to keep that going. Uh, you know, for forever <laughs> so i would rather not have secondhand smoke blown in my face that and it just it reminds me of of being waiting for a subway car because uh it smells like like old smoke down in those subways and uh i would rather be on a subway train rather than waiting for it so i don't want to be reminded of that oh nine minutes what am i gonna do i'm gonna almost do something worthwhile and then not and I am going to go ahead and revisit the opinion that I voiced way back in episode one, which... The Phantom Menace? Babies. Oh, yeah, I mean, Kaigon Jin. <laughs> That's how you we've say been, his name, right? I, we've been through this. It's Qui-Gon. But anyway, go, Tyler. I am a firm believer that babies are just the dumbest humans. <laughs> They're just real little people who don't know nothing. They're like seagull-level dumb. They just, ah, they, not only could they be crying over anything, but there, there's not going to be any way to stop them. And you're going to, you're going to try and reason with the baby. You're going to try and, you know, placate the baby, but there's nothing you can do. It's just, it's, it's going to be a crisis of motivations and you're just going to, you're going to be so annoyed by that that child whereas with you know if this dude's chain smoking and blowing it in your face chances are he's like some gritty detective or something like that 
who's wearing a sweet a sweet trench coat and looking cool and talking about how you know like it was a Wednesday when she stopped by my office. So at least you can appreciate the the noir feel of the situation that you found yourself in. Whereas any baby crying situation is just going to be flashbacks to, uh, you know, that movie. What is Three it? Men like? and Three a Men baby. and a Baby. Three Men and a Baby. Where it's. Now, is that the one where the baby gets, like, let loose in the city Baby's and day out. crawls around on sky? Yeah, that's that's the one. Baby genius. Which is just yeah, going just to make you... Say, you're thinking of baby genius. Which will just make you re- You're thinking of baby genius too. Electric Boogaloo. Um. <laughs> Any number of those films, if it is, if it returns to your consciousness, you're, you're, you're not going to be able to get out of bed for days. Well, what it's going to return you to a baby-like state. What if it's the baby from Heroes and he gives you special powers? Like the power to the stop time. Uh, Kevin, I think, I think Batman told us that with great power comes great responsibility. So, uh, I, I'm, <laughs> that was I'm pretty sure that was definitely. <laughs> I know, I know, Hamilton. I know. Wait, what? I made a goof. I'm. What did you say? Fairly positive that was R2D2's catchphrase. I'm pretty sure that was in the Gettysburg Address. So I'm almost one hundred percent certain. That that was a Chairman Maoism, but it's in the little red book. We've gotta we've gotta arrive at a decision here. So, Jordan, final opinion. Ah, uh, babies are dumb. Also, I think Ben Nameth Ben Nemeth may have given us <laughs> good a old loophole. good old good old Ben Namor. Good old Ben may have Namath, given us a the son of Joe Namath. Who said I couldn't open the window and get some fresh air in? Was that in there? I don't believe Who it. said I couldn't open the window and toss that baby out? Oh, that's gosh. true. Either way, let's open the window. Babies, and deal babies with always land on their feet, so that's okay. <laughs> that's right, isn't it? Pretty sure. And then somebody tells that elaborate joke about that that person who threw the the baby out the window and then pulls up the leash and there's the brick attached to the leash or whatever. So I have what? no idea what you're talking about, but I loved hearing it. <laughs> Kevin um I see I was almost I was almost swayed by your detective noir uh you know scenario but why couldn't that baby also be a noir detective and for all of the reasons <laughs> I'm saying every he could last be. one of them that baby could be wearing a fedodo baby um, bebop so <laughs> I'm going to go no smoker. Give me that baby detective. Crying baby Please. detective. Give me that I was going to solve crime, so at least crying. Because he's crying. Um, give me that baby detective Whereas... who's crying because his partner just got shot. Okay? This is the stuff that babies are made of. <laughs> it's chromosomes. Whereas I will go ahead and say that I, there are there are plenty of things I'd rather have in life than than one of them bald little ignoramuses raising a ruckus beside me. So, Ben, next time you have to choose between chilling with one of them cool, cool smoking types or enduring the, the blaring siren of a babe, then just go ahead and, and you know, suffer the secondhand smoke. You'll, you'll be better off for it. And... That brings us to the end of our show. Thank you very much for joining us and listening. Thank you to everyone 
who sent in questions. If you would like to send a question into our show, you can send emails to ninjas versus podcast. That's VS no period versus at gmail.com. You can also find us on Twitter, ninjas versus podcast, formspring.me slash ninjas versus podcast, or probably the best place to get in contact with us is our Facebook fan page, facebook.com slash ninjas versus podcast where we will be posting extra pictures from the episode, uh, YouTube videos that tie in, and also, you know, interacting with you, the listener. So it's a grand time. Come on down. And thank you so much to our regular supporters, like Eric Tribio, Ben Nemeth, Kimmy Wenlin. You're all fantastic. But let's get some new blood out here we are running out of questions these guys are trying to keep us afloat but we we need your pressing pressing questions so send them all in uh thank you to animal tropical for our awesome intro 20 miles thank you to sparrows and crows for our outro ultraviolet bliss and thank you to everyone who's been rating and reviewing the show and even more so for for sharing it with those people you care about those those noir detective babies in your life. Also, thank you so much to everyone who has written fan fiction about the show since last week's episode. Uh, that has been interesting. Uh, there's at least one awesome ongoing story that you can find on our page right now. I'll post it again. But... Eric is writing a Jurassic Park mashup, which already has had some fantastic puns in it. And also special thanks to Emily Anderson, who wrote one of them J Japanimus, uh, all, all up on the Twitter. I read it, and it stung my eyes, and it made me shout, yow! Still, it had... It had at least one person laughing tears of joy, so I suppose it was worth it. So thank you very much, Emily. And thank you to Westinghouse, who provides power to people like you. That's all I got. I just wanted to thank our corporate sponsor, Westinghouse. I just want yeah, to make a point that, that if that you check. do a search on Twitter for MVP... Uh, the hot, the hot thing going on right now is apparently, uh, apparently NVP is an acronym that also stands for, uh, nausea and vomiting and pregnancy. So, yeah! <laughs> Give us a tweet. There. The number one nausea and vomiting pregnant, pregnanting podcast on the net. We are your morning you sickness call, podcast. If you, if you would like a podcast that calms your morning sickness with the sound of birdsong and... Google Translation, then you've come to the right place. So, our final question for the podcast, speed round and keeping with our ninjas versus theme, ninja versus glam rock band. Go. I'm going to say glam rock band because uh, that hair is just so big. You can't beat that. You can catch ninjas in it? That and it's just and all the sequence, you know, it's just it'll distract the ninjas. Yeah, the but yeah, ah. the the hair in the sequence will be a, uh, an unending distraction for ninjas who will find themselves powerless.
I'm going to go ninjas because I'm assuming this glam rock band is Def Leppard and they're deaf. They can't hear the ninjas coming and they can't see them because they're ninjas. <laughs> and I am going to go ahead and go with glam rock band because in the midst of that multi-million dollar three-dimensional laser light show, there ain't going to be nowhere for them ninjas to hide. So thank you again for joining us as ever. I'm your host, Tyler. I'm Jordan. And I'm Kevin. And until next time, dress your baby, <laughs> dress your baby up like a detective and give him a cigarette. Yeah, we we actually want. I swear this is it. Gonna Please fan art, fan art your babies. I swear this is my last one. Where we one. dance out in the sun. Gonna bounce and shake our bodies And we'll be dead when we're all done Tired from all the fun and games We'll hit the ground Let the grass scratch up our legs And we'll soak in the ultraviolet bliss If you're going to capitalize one letter, why not just capitalize all of them? I think that makes sense. But wouldn't that imply you're screaming all the time, Kevin? I think we're not a vocal enough culture. <laughs>